Miami Hurricanes ranked 65th in the country in total defense last year. Obviously not good enough. Are we in store for a big-time bounce back? You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host, University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much to the everydayers for making Locked on Canes your first listen. We have company today, a show favorite. Everyone gets excited when this man joins the show. Our boy Blue, Larry Bluestein, is with us, South Florida high school sports expert, 560 WQAM in Miami. Welcome, Blue. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks, Alex. Uh, you know, things winding down a little bit after the the month of June just kind of wore me out. I mean, uh, basically, uh, you know, almost everywhere, um, you know, over a thousand miles. Uh, wow. And yeah, every school, every camp. Uh, and because of the fact that, you know, now everything's crunched into one month because the NCA only allows the uh, member schools to go for the first, um, uh, you know, up until the end of June and then the last four or five days in July. But uh, so you had to kind of have to kind of crunch everything in and now becomes, you know, a lot of independent things, kind of NAIA Division two schools holding stuff. But that doesn't preclude the fact that they're still really good athletes because the fact that even those power five kids, they want to do something during the month of July. So they usually tag along to all these events. Oh, wow. That's interesting. So, and, and Blue, I've just come to learn that Blue is always busy and he's always driving all around and traveling. So I, I always appreciate taking the time. And as you guys know, who watch and listen to this show, Larry Bluestein, much like Alonzo Highsmith, they believe in in-person scouting, that there is no substitute for watching players play in person. And some of the players we're going to talk about on Miami's defense, a lot of these are guys that you watch coming through high school. But Blue, right. before we talk about Miami's defensive personnel, I want to talk about the coaching and the schematics, okay? Because, you know, last season, uh, when I saw Miami had the 65th ranked total defense in the country, I was surprised they were that high. <laughs> because yeah, yeah, there right. A, there was a string of games where it's like, you know, 70, 80-yard bombs being given up left and right, 45 points being given up left and right, um, and, you know, Last year's defensive coordinator, Kevin Steele, uh, he's back at Alabama, and Miami brings in Lance Guidry, who is the raging Cajun. I look at this guy as hopefully an up-and-coming star. His defense last year at Marshall, we saw what they did against Notre Dame Blue, and Guidry has a great reputation. Um, how do you see Guidry's schematics fitting with Miami's personnel? I think it's great, uh, you know, and then I've had an opportunity to talk to him several times. Uh, great guy, you know, I mean, he it, it doesn't matter who you are. You know, I introduced myself to him and, you know, I was, oh, my, I heard all about you. And I says, you know, I just so we got to talking, talking about some of the guys that coached, uh, you know, just what he feels with some of the players here on, you know, on board. Um, he feels really optimistic, you know, I mean, he, he, and, and I've said over and over again, you know, you can't judge what's going to happen this year off of last year because the rosters change almost 80%. Uh, 
I mean, you have more depth everywhere, and that includes defense. And, uh, you know, areas that you didn't last year, uh, you were kind of thin in the secondary. You're not so much. You were kind of really thin at linebacker. And now with Mauagoa uh, coming in along with Wesley Besaint and some of the other players to move Corey Flagg into a role where, you know, he was, he's been the leading tackler the last couple of years. So that kind of helps. And then up front, you know, I mean, you have some dudes, you know, there are a couple of young guys, but also – uh, some established players, you know, in the mix. So uh, he feels really good, you know, I mean, and, and, you know, talking to him, he's, uh, you know, you get the feeling that no matter where he goes, he's going to kind of fit, you know, fit in with what the culture is, what their scheme is, and then he'll slowly make it to his own. You know, you just can't come in and change everything around because these kids have had a, what, over the last three years, they've had three different, uh, defensive coordinators to learn from so you can only you know drink in what you have and uh, you know he's he's that one of those guys that he's going you you'll see over the next year or so everything will kind of fit his mold but uh, he's not forcing anything right now you know I, I thought one of the areas that it's been a little problematic the last couple of years on the defense is linebacker so I'm curious how much better you think the unit has gotten. And uh, let me drop a few of the names here. And a lot of these guys you covered in high school, okay? Um, Wes Besaint, who second half of last season, you saw him grow into his role, and they couldn't take him off the field. So he's heading into his second year now. Uh, I think Francisco Mauigoa is going to be a starter uh, on that unit if he can beat out Corey Flagg, who is still around this coming season. Uh, we've talked, Blue, in recent weeks about K.J. Cloyd, who Miami added as, uh, I think, an important depth piece, experienced guy, good size out of Louisville. And then, you know, you've got a big uh, a big brigade of freshman linebackers coming in. I, I wonder how much some of these guys can play immediately, Blue. So how much better do you think that linebacker unit is going to be? Well, everything will kind of take shape in the first couple of weeks of the summer and to, to see who – gets it and who doesn't i mean you know not that they're never going to get it but you can't expect a, a kid like a gary or one of these new kids uh brian or any of those guys to come in and all of a sudden make adjustments right away it's just not like that uh, right. but they will over time and the one thing different this year is where wesley was forced into a role last year that maybe he could have waited a little bit longer i think you have that depth you mentioned Mauago. I think he's one of those guys that can really make a difference. He's experienced. He's a junior. He's got, you know, a lot of football under his skin. Now you look at Wesley with another year. Then you have Keontre Smith, uh, you know, who's been around. And, he, you know, even though he's a, uh, you know, I think he's like a five-year, fifth-year guy. So he's been around in the system uh, long enough. You have Chase Smith. Also, who, you know, is uh, will we'll get some playing time. Um, so and then, you know, as you mentioned, you know, some of the young guys like Bobby Washington uh, Jr. And then uh, Gary and some of the kids that they recruited in the class that's really strong at the position. And uh, you mentioned Corey Flagg, which is not terrible to have a Corey Flagg come, you know, come off the bench or, you know, be that role player for him. Yeah. And so someone uh, who a couple of guys uh, of those young guys have been specifically asked about a lot. I, I think if there's one guy to me who started to really look pretty mature in the spring, 
Uh, I was really impressed with Bobby Washington in spring football. Now, we didn't see much of Malik Bryant in spring football because he he was nursing a minor injury. Uh, but I look at Bryant as being, you know, more of a pass rushing, rushing specialist, very physically mature type of guy. Do you, do you think uh, at, at some point, maybe not right away, like week one, week two, but at some point we could see guys like Washington and Malik Bryant, maybe by the latter part of the year, like West Besaint last year, these guys could be ready to get on the field a lot. Yeah, no, I definitely do. I, you know, you're right about Bobby Washington. I've, I had mixed emotions about him early on in his career, maybe as a junior thinking, you know, he's got the size and he's got the speed, but he just wasn't picking up the the position, but then he proved me wrong. And uh, towards the end of the year, he might've been one of the best uh, linebackers in the state of Florida. And, uh, yeah, Brian's going to take a, a little bit of a time. He's a bigger guy. And, uh, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, Miami's going to have to use him on the outside a little bit, as you said, as a pass rusher. But the kid that piques my interest a little bit is the uh, Gary kid. He yeah. came in and he looked more than looks the part. Uh, and everybody has been telling me. This kid picks things up extremely well. He's a dude, uh, and he's a guy, I think, out of everybody in that class that could zoom by, uh, you know, basically everybody and, and get himself a lot more playing time in the season because of the fact that he's a football player and, and he's physical and, uh, yeah, he's all, he's all business. We're joined here by Larry Bluestein, who is an encyclopedia of sports knowledge, especially South Florida high school sports. I want to talk with Blue about some of the defensive linemen and defensive backs, especially guys like Ahmad Moten, who's not brand new, but I think Moten is going to be a guy who could be hopefully set to break out this year. Joshua Horton is a true freshman on the defensive line. We got to talk some Reuben Bain and Jaden Wayne, Collins at Pong, and Miami brought in a ton of new cornerbacks in the transfer portal. Uh, so we'll talk about these guys and more. We're only getting started here. Larry Bluestein is with us on a brand new episode of Locked On Canes. Oh, I'm only getting started on FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. How about that? That's 200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. And that's all on an app that's safe, secure, super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There is no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, and it's America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. For the everydayers, if you want to take your everydayer experience to the next level, I highly suggest you sign up to our exclusive SMS texting service through subtext. I'm including a link in the show description below, especially if like you're one of those people that your Twitter has not been working so well for the past week. You can get all your recruiting updates, breaking news, one-on-ones with me on the subtext chat. You can try it free for 14 days. Uh, nothing to lose for 14 days. And then if you like it, you can opt in for $4.99 a month. We give you a lot of added value on there. So you can check the link in the show description below. Alex Dono alongside Larry Bluestein. Blue, uh, I'm fascinated to watch Miami's defensive line loaded with pass rushers, some unproven guys in the interior. Um, let me start with Ahmad Moten. 
Blue because that's someone who, you know, didn't have much of an impact last season, but I see him growing, maturing. I thought Moten had a really good spring and defensive tackle is an area where on paper Miami is not as deep in the interior. Do you think someone like Moten is ready to take the next step? You know, excuse me. This is here's a guy that I've watched ever since he pretty much started playing. He was a freshman at Piper, then transferred to Cardinal Gibbons. And as I watched him in his senior, he kind of uh, reminded me of, of a guy that Miami used to have uh, from Ely, Taraz McCray. Uh, yeah. A guy who is like a space eater, strong, uh, tough to move around if you're a center or a guard because of the fact that he's he's such a big guy. And I think that he started to get it in the spring. And um, he's definitely going to be one of the, the players that's going to emerge only because of the fact that he adds a quality depth, not just depth, but quality depth. And he's going to get in there and he's going to make plays and uh, the coaching staff's going to evaluate and then he's going to get more playing time and then more playing time. So he's he's definitely one of the guys that I'm looking for. And, you know, another guy that uh, I, I wonder how much we'll see him his first season, Joshua Horton who's an incoming true freshman, big program up in the Atlanta area, Langston Hughes. Uh, you know, he's he's looked really good, I've heard, in the offseason program. He was not here for spring football, was not an early enrollee, but looking good in the offseason program. You know, hopefully Miami doesn't, like, need to rush him in too quickly, but how do you project out Joshua Horton at Miami? Well, you made a good point. I mean, you know, last year at this time, he may have been pressed into uh, playing time earlier than he really should have. And this year he's going to be able to kind of wait back because, of, as you mentioned, I mean, you have so much talent. I mean, you took a, take a look at the Branson Dean kid and Leonard Taylor and uh, even Thomas Gore, who comes in as Anthony an experienced well. guy. Yeah, and then you and then you start out with a guy who I think has progressed as well as anybody in Jar uh, Jared Harrison Hunt, uh, a big body guy who uh, you know has a lot of experience behind him, and Jacob Lichtenstein, who is another one, and yeah, it goes on and on. I mean, you know, who, as you you know, guys like on the outside like Jafari Harvey and then Nigel e. Kelly, who I'm extremely excited to see because here's somebody that's grown not just physically but mentally as well, and then. We're all waiting for Cyrus Moss to, to add weight. But while he does, if you watched him in the spring, he had a great spring game yeah. uh, because of the fact that uh, he's a player. And they knew that last year. And uh, I'm sure they've put him, you know, on, on you know, on one of those diets that, uh, you know, even uh, they have to wake him up in the middle of the night to eat ice cream. You know, I mean, but <laughs> whatever it is, he needs to gain his weight. And then you 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 have a Mesador, a key Mesador, who I really, really think a lot of. And remember Chance Williams, he's still there. I mean, he's still having an opportunity. And then you mentioned Ruben Bain, who's the, who is the guy. Uh, just that right now they can afford to get him in the mix, but not make him do things that he's not ready for. You know, let's talk about the safeties. Now, safety uh, I think it's more about the experience than it is about the newcomers, right? right. Because Cam Kinchin's All-American was arguably the best safety in the country last year. And James Williams has potential through the roof. He's just not put it together consistently, right? So if you look at that safety duo, and I see all the analytics, right? Pro football focus, uh, they, they've got 
as returning safeties this year, they have Miami with two of the top five guys with Cam Kinchins and James Williams, both ranked as top five guys with the analytics. Uh, how good do you think that duo can be this year, that starting safety duo under Guidry? Really well, uh, you know, especially his scheme, the way he, you know, his front seven. You see, that's the whole thing. It's in any really good defense. You look at uh, defense like Alabama's or Georgia's. It's a lot predicated on how the front seven does. And with Miami, they've improved so much in that front seven, especially at the linebacker position. It's going to make the safety position a lot, you know, a lot easier to to kind of not have to do everything. And you know, you have like the Markeith Williams, and you know, what remember watching him and uh, you know at Evans and you know a kid that could play and then you have Caleb Spencer coming in a guy that we had talked about last year as a guy that I had an opportunity to see up close and personal at that Broward showcase last year when his his team came in I mean and then obviously Brian Ballum who's coming into his third year uh has grown uh he's matured and is picking it up so you take a look at those guys i mean you know especially at the at the safety position and and i think there's five guys in that in that rotation right to begin with you know that are really good and uh and then you build from that and that's why i say you know you when someone tells you to project what miami's going to be this year it's hard to tell because they made yeah. such turnover and the the yeah. chemistry is going to be so much different than it was last year yeah, and and on and, and when it comes to corner, there's a lot of new faces, right? We look at uh, Devontae Brown, who I'm sure you covered at American sure. Heritage, who transfers in from UCF. I expect him to hold down a starting spot. Uh, based on the way spring football went, Daryl Porter might be the other outside starter, but you've got a lot of new faces coming in. Judeus Richard from Vanderbilt, who I like. Demetrius Freeney uh, comes in. You, you got some freshmen like... Damari Brown and Robert Stafford. Uh, Jaden Davis comes in from Oklahoma. Uh, I'm sure, you know, you covered him. He's a South Florida kid as well. Yeah. How do you feel about the cornerback room? Really good. And 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 like you said, I thought that um, Daryl Porter had a really, really good spring. Uh, you know, he did extremely well. I thought the game was, uh, you know, outstanding. And then you look at the two kids, you know, you look at Malik Curtis, who, you know, came over from Bishop Vero that a lot of people, you know, have said, hey, listen, he hasn't, we haven't even taken, you know, the the wrapping off of this kid. And then you had, as you mentioned, Jaden Harris and Corey Couch and, you know, guys who are capable of playing either the nickel and in this scheme, probably the nickel uh, yeah. position in this scheme. And uh, yeah, yeah, you, you have a lot of names. You mentioned a, a couple of kids that are coming in through the portal. And that's what I said, you know, it's, it's easy to look at the freshmen come in and say, okay, well, it's going to take time. But then you inject some of those um, portal kids who have experience and then all bets are off because you don't know their, their experience playing the game uh, from a physical and, and mental standpoint really could change the playing field real quickly. And, you know, they, a lot of them become, role models for these young freshman guys and guys that you never even expected. Did you ever expect, uh, you know, a, a, a Devonte Brown to walk in the door? No, you didn't. So here's a kid that's, you know, a senior, but at the same time, uh, he can be that guy, you know, that the kid, that the younger kids, you know, like the Malik Curtis's and, uh, and, and, um, um, 
uh, Jaden Harris and guys like that look towards, uh, you know, for guidance and even his own, and, and even, you know, his own brother. I mean, you know, I mean, a guy who, uh, who I think, uh, you know, I mean, it's just that the whole complexion changes with this team, with, with all these, uh, portal guys. And that's what makes the, the portal so interesting. Obviously you don't, some teams don't like it because they lose kids. Right. And some teams do like it because they gain that much needed experience at a, a spot that, you know, would probably a, be a one or two year waiting game for a lot of these kids to learn and mature and grow. But now they don't have to do that because the portals, you know, kind of gift wrapping you kids that are college ready already. So, you know, I mentioned last season, Miami in their five and seven campaign had the 65th ranked total defense last year. If we're, if we're hoping blue that this team can improve to let's say the eight win range from the five win range last year, how much better numbers wise do you think that defense has to get? Does it have, cause I, I think it has to be like a top 20, top 25 at worst type of deal. I, I think they have to improve about 40 spots uh, to, to really become a team that can have success last year. Cause the schedule's not easy, right? I mean, you got no, tough no. games uh, against Clemson at Florida state, Texas A&M. It's not going to be NC state, Kwan, North Carolina, NC state. It's a, it's a tough schedule. I think they've got to have a top 25 defense at worst. Well, and, and laugh it off if you want. Uh, and they've had a horrible time at Boston College. No matter how good or bad yeah. Boston College is, we came in the last year thinking that that Middle Tennessee State game would be a blow blowout. But remember, it could come down. Miami could have a six, seven win season in the balance for that last game. And, uh, you know, how do they react? And, and I know that fans want Rome to be built in a day. It's just really not. It's not in the cards. You just got to understand you come off a five win season where you've played horribly in basically every game, but the Georgia tech game and uh, you know, and, and actually the Texas A&M game. Um, yeah. But a lot can be said for the defense, just like the offense, how they get out. And if they can get out to a four five and O start, then all things change because there's a lot of confidence in there. There's not a lot of finger pointing because you can almost guarantee no matter what anybody wanted to tell you after they lost to middle Tennessee state and played horribly against Southern Mississippi, there were some, there were some people who weren't accountable for what was going on. It's been a couple of weeks since we've had Larry Bluestein on. So when we come back, I want to get blues take on a couple of South Florida kids who are the newest verbal commits to Miami's defense in the class of 2024, uh, the South Florida ones. Lightfoot, we will discuss again on another day from Chicago, but I want to talk about Romanus O.J. Frederic, who's now at St. Thomas Aquinas, and another STA defensive back, Ryan Mack, who's committed to Miami within the last couple of weeks. So you want to keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. And for the everydayers, uh, we're going to talk more recruiting tomorrow with Brian Smith from allhurricanes.com and the Locked on Podcast, uh, one of our recruiting experts. Uh, we're going to have an episode on Saturday with the greats Chalupa Batman and Hoodie Girl are going to join us. So for the everydayers, you're in for a treat for the rest of the week. And you guys are all in for a treat uh, today with Larry Bluestein on with us. So Blue... Uh, within you know the past week and a half, Miami lands a, a St. Thomas Aquinas defensive back duo. Uh, one of those uh, started his career at Deerfield, just transferred to STA, 
and that's uh, Romanis. We call him OJ Frederic is in, and Ryan Mack uh, being the other one. What can you tell me about these players who I know you've covered up close and in person right. many a time? Frederick's a physical guy. I mean, he's a good, great athlete. When he came over, a lot of people were saying who because people didn't understand because of the fact that, you know, Deerfield hasn't been in the mix in a while. Uh, so he didn't get the, the spotlight that he deserved. But this is a guy, if you go back to his freshman year, was somebody that I, you know, that we, we had talked about uh, as being a guy who can make a difference. And, um, and he will. I mean, you know, he's going to this year, he's going to be kind of in, in a position with St. Thomas where he has a, a load of talent around him. Uh, so he's going to be able to be eased into that and be able to play at his own pace and and get an opportunity to do some really, really good things. I like him a lot. I think he's rangy. He's an athletic type of kid uh, that, uh, you know, he's one of those guys that Miami can stockpile for the next couple of years and then uh, break break him out when, when needed. Now, what about uh, Ryan Mack? Because one of the things about Mack um... – I, I see him as more of a corner for some, some of the recruiting services have him listed as a safety. Uh, right. what, what kind of a role do you see Ryan Mack playing at Miami? Um, he's a legacy kid. I mean, obviously his dad, uh, Rod played at Miami and Monsignor Pace and a uh, kid has been playing this game at a high level for a long time, even at the youth football league level. He's used to playing everywhere. So mm. right now people are kind of confused uh, of where he's going to play. He's got the hips, loose hips to play corner. He's got the athletic ability. Uh, he's not overly big for a safety position, but that sometimes doesn't mean anything if you know how to play the position. Um, he's one of those guys that wherever you need him, plug and play him, he can do it. And like I said, he's been around this game all of his life. A lot of these kids, you say, oh, I've been around it all my life. No, he's really been around it. Uh, you know, Rod coached the, the great Ravens team with all yeah. those kids from Chaminade and, and you know, the and they were excellent at youth football. So they came through, the, they were like national champions. So they came through the ranks at playing this game at a very, very, very high level. So uh, I think he, you know, you watch him play and he, he gets it. He's got the quickness. He's got the instincts. He's strong. Um, so wherever they play him, he's going to, ex uh, you know, excel. So it, it depends when he comes in where Miami wants to use him. You know, I mean, like I said, he there's a lot of guys that could play that safety spot. And you go, oh, well, he could cover. Yeah, but his hips might not be loose. He might be kind of more, you know, of a James Williams type of guy where he could never play corner. You know, right. he's got the size to play a safety position or even a outside linebacker position. But I think that he fits in really, really well. I love it. Uh, you guys want to make sure you follow this man on Twitter at Larry Bluestein and check out his awesome radio show. It is the most informative show. If you're into this kind of stuff, right? If, if you're watching us right now, you're probably into recruiting and you're into college sports. And honestly, there's no better show on the radio for that than Larry Bluestein's show, the South Florida High School Sports Show. Uh, what can we expect on your next episode this coming Monday, Blue? Oh, we're, we're moved to Wednesday now what? for some reason. <laughs> now for some reason, and I don't ever remember before, but WQAM's covering summer basketball. Oh, wow. I don't summer think league. we've ever had that before, but whatever it is, it is. We'll be on Wednesday, yeah. and we're going to have a really, really good show like we, we've, we've had. A lot of um, – 
high school coaches, a lot of the athletes. And we also go around uh, to all the colleges around the state of Florida, USF, UCF, Miami, uh, to check in and see how they're doing during the summer. And we'll have that again uh, this coming week. It really is a great show. And every now and then I make a cameo on the show. So you want to yes, tune you in do. each and every week. And a good week. one, too. I appreciate that. Larry Bluestein is the man. Thank you guys so much. If you're listening to the audio version, make sure you subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, Google, wherever you get your pods. If you're watching the video version, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit the thumbs up button, uh, the like button. And we'll talk to you guys again next time on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day.